T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning from Brian Mazarowski. Joe is uh, again for uh, today and tomorrow. He'll be uh, joining you at 10 o'clock, a little bit later than normal. Gets to sleep in for a little while, so uh, good to see you there. Uh, but yeah, Joe Beamer, you'll hear from him at 10. Just me with you here for the next hour and man. As always, so much to get to. I want to know your thoughts, by the way, if you want to uh, send a call or a text in 803-0930 this morning on the uh, Bill's upcoming schedule and that idea of a fully vaccinated stadium, which was brought up again yesterday by the county executive. You know, What are you thinking on that? Uh, do you have any thoughts either way? Were you thinking strongly on that maybe a couple months ago and then your thoughts have maybe become a little less heated? About that, you can let me know, 803-0930. Uh, but before we get to that, I got a little bit of a parenting lesson yesterday. I, uh, you learn something new every day as a parent. And yesterday, I learned uh, the lesson to leave well enough alone, right? So we were out. Uh, I was with my wife, was with my son. We were out at the uh, uh, Boulevard Mall. She had to buy some soap for a wedding party or something. I don't know. But the soap store is at the mall. <laughs> and we had to go to the mall. And we brought my son with me. And by the way, first off, going through the Boulevard Mall, I was it I was stunned. I it was an eye-opener uh, for me just to walk through the mall. And I was I was there not too long ago. Um, you know, maybe you know, not too five months, it's half a year, but you know, I was there maybe five months ago. And kind of walking through, and, you know, it seemed kind of empty. It's, I mean, it is eye-opening. That's the only thing I can say is me and my wife were walking around just kind of stunned at how many storefronts are empty, almost all of them uh, empty inside the mall as we were walking through. It was was sad. It was incredible to see just kind of how far that's fallen. But anyway, that's beside the point. We were walking through. We had to go to the soap store. And we have my son in the stroller, and he is, he's loving it. You know, all the colors everywhere. He's in a brand new place. He's looking around, just kind of chilling out, crossing his uh, story, or crossing his uh, feet, you know, kicking back in his uh, stroller, just taking everything in. Didn't even hear a peep. I had to check to make sure he wasn't asleep. But he's, uh, we're walking through and, you know, doing the loop. Walking around the mall. I mean, once you start to see that, 
you have to go through the entire thing and walk the entire mall just to see how many of the stores are no longer there and how many of those gates are pulled down because it was it was incredible to kind of walk through that. And they still have at the mall, they still have these uh, the little kitty rides. You know, gone is the day of the big carousel, right? But they still do have, and it used to seem like in front of the Kmart, right, uh, that you used to have, it's like the horse, the rocket ship, right? You put a quarter in it, and it moves around. It's like the lamest little ride ever, but when you're a little kid, it's super cool. They're, they're a little bit cooler now. They had a race car, a helicopter, different things like that. One of them has a screen in there, so it is, a, it is pretty nice. So we're walking around, and, you know, hey, our son would like this. He's a little over a year old. He can sit upright. He likes things that move. He likes the sound of the car. This would be pretty cool. Uh, so we put him in, and he did end up like You put your dollar in. It's not a quarter anymore. It's a dollar. You put your uh, dollar in, and he was loving it. And it's going back and forth, and I didn't realize how much like it tilts either way. I mean, he's kind of getting rocked around a little bit, but he's loving it. He's got a smile on his face. And then, you know, all right, the ride's over. I take him out of the car, and whoa, <laughs> watch out. My mild-mannered young uh, son just becomes the complete opposite and is all of a sudden the loudest thing in the mall. And because there's no one else in the mall, you can hear him all the way from the former food court to the Macy's at the other end, I'm sure, because that's how loud he was in the empty uh, area just from taking him out. And, you know, then you try, okay, you can sit in it for just a little bit more, but then you, you got to say bye-bye to the car. We got to go. Absolutely not. Put him down. Well, maybe he'll, like, walking away from it. No. Walk straight uh, back around to the car again. It was – I'm – I don't think I've ever had anything like this. It was like a temper tantrum like I've never seen. Finally, it's, all right, put him back in the stroller. We keep walking. He'll forget about it in a second. That's exactly what happened. I mean, it ended as quick as it began, just, you know, right back to being the mild-mannered, quiet kid taking a look around the mall. But I, I that was a valuable lesson for me yesterday in parenting is leave well enough alone, right? I Never again. If he, I'm sure there will come a day where he sees that stuff, points to it, and you know wants to go ride it, and will you know throw a little bit of a fit beforehand. But if he's fine where he is, just leave him alone. We gotta leave him alone, and uh, don't worry about the rides or anything else. Thought I was doing something fun, uh, but yeah, I learned otherwise. Uh, that was my parenting lesson for yesterday. You get a new one every day, like I said. A uh, big thing today that a lot of people are watching out for is the Bills schedule. And I there's always two camps to this. There are the people who say, well, who cares? It's a schedule. They're going to play. The games are going to go from September to the end of December. And, you know, it's the same thing every year. They'll play once a week. There will be one week where they don't play. Sometimes they'll play at night. Most of the times they'll play in the afternoon. Who cares? That's one way of looking at it. There's the other part of looking at it where it's uh, whether you have season tickets or you're, uh, you love going to games, you throw a home party for a game, you do something like that, and this schedule release is basically dictating your life for a quarter of the year, uh, right? This is telling you, what Sunday am I free to uh, go out and do something? What Sunday am I not free to uh, go around and uh, you know do something else or go to Pumpkinville or do that other fall activity that you do during the fall? Uh, what nights 
do I have to watch out for? Maybe sneak out of work a little early. Maybe take off of work the next day because the game doesn't end until midnight uh, like we saw so much at the end of last year. I think for a lot of people, this is a big time of the year where you're all of a sudden now, 8 o'clock, this entire schedule comes out. And then all of a sudden you're planning the rest of your year. Your trips are planned around Bills games for a lot of people. You have a whole lot of different things that are planned all around a Bills game. When do the playoffs start? We have to watch out for that now. So it is a big thing in planning what exactly you're going to do. Uh, and you can let me know what what uh, what area of that you're in, 803-0930, when it comes to going to the Bills games. And of course... When you're talking about the Bills game this year, I mean, we have to keep in mind what happened last year, right? An entire year in the stadium with no fans whatsoever until the playoffs. And now the talk is that to be in the stadium, you're going to have to show proof of vaccination to get there. It depends on who you ask if you're going to have to show that proof of vaccination, though. Tickets go on sale from the Bills today. They do not mention proof of vaccination on their ticketing website as something that you'd have to go in. They do mention guidelines that are continuing to evolve in our state regarding capacity. We'll maintain communication with the NFL and state and local government agencies to communicate changes in guidelines once they are set. No refunds unless an event is canceled or capacity is reduced. It's important to point that out before you go buying a ticket later on tonight. But what do you think of that idea? Has your opinion changed over the last couple of months of being vaccinated to go to a Bills game. We'll start in Lancaster. We'll go to Marsha in Lancaster. You're on WBEN. Thanks for being with me. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, a few weeks back when polling cars first announced that, you know, oh, everyone's going to have to be vaccinated to go to the stadium, and, you know, you will feel safe knowing that the person sitting next to you is not going to be sick with COVID. Since when is this vaccination a total cure-all? It was my understanding that you could still get COVID even though you had the vaccination. The person sitting next to you could indeed be sick. You just don't know it. Just because they have the proof of a card that says, oh, um, you know, I've had the vaccination, that's going to mean that they're going to feel totally safe. Personally, I'm not a Bills fan. I mean, I will follow the Bills a little bit, but I won't go to the game. But for the people that are going to be at the games, I mean, are they going to feel totally safe? Um, I I just I don't agree with the vaccination bit of having to be vaccinated to go to a game. What's your personal feelings on when it comes to that, you know, that feeling of safety? Does it matter to you if you're vaccinated, if the person next to you is vaccinated? Where are you right now with that? I got the vaccination only because I'm immune compromised. The only reason why I got the vaccination. If other people want to get the vaccination, that's totally up to them. If I was at a game, if they were vaccinated or not, I don't care. That's their personal preference. If they know that they're not sick, then, you know, they're not sick. Um, I don't think that that should be a rule for any place. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. Marsha, thanks so much for the call uh, and joining us. And you can weigh in, 803-0930. And, you know, still to this day, I don't think my opinion on this has changed much 
in the last couple of months since we've been talking about that to now the point where later on today tickets are going to go on sale. Uh, I, on the surface, I, I, I don't really have a problem with it because it doesn't affect me that much. Um, I've gotten a vaccine. Uh, I've gotten a vaccination. I, most of the people I know who I would go to a Bills game with have also gotten a vaccination. And I have no doubt that if you wanted to say, uh, based on the number of people who have gotten that vaccine, I have no doubt that if you wanted to say, listen, uh, we want 100% capacity, but you have to show proof of vaccination, they could fill that stadium every single Sunday if you wanted to. And the atmosphere would still be there. And the atmosphere has been the most important thing to me uh, and the thing that I miss the most over the last year. So on that part of it, because it doesn't really impact me, um, you know, my feelings are a little, I'm not going to be as strong about it. My opinion on this always had to do with the fact that the announcement was made in the first place. And I don't like things that aim to further kind of drive a wedge in there. Uh, Because this announcement was made at a time where people have, and if you ask any doctor that we've had on, and i I'm pretty sure we're, most of them will say, especially if you are over 50 years old, you know, go get vaccinated. We believe it's a safe thing to do. The doctors we've had on our show, certainly in the morning, have all said we've gotten vaccinated. I tell people to get vaccinated, um, and, and that's their opinion on it. But they will also say that you need to talk to your doctor about this, that you need to it's good to be invested in your own health. To look at this and, you know, understand why. Don't just listen to me because I'm on TV or on the radio. Understand why uh, I feel that this is the right decision for you. And this announcement came when people were still in that process of understanding why I will or will not get vaccinated. Uh, Maybe it's people I haven't talked to or heard from a doctor to that point. And then all of a sudden they're hearing, well, you better get vaccinated or you can't go to a Bills game. That's always where my thought process has been on that entire situation. It wasn't the time to come at you with, instead of uh, coming at people with information that they wanted, you're coming at them with a hammer, right? (laughs) You know, do this or else, you know, we can't have this. And now as we get a little bit further on, uh, the issue becomes more and more uh, about the evidence and about what we've seen throughout. There was a really interesting, if uh, you maybe subscribe, maybe you don't, um, to the New York Times. They send out a daily newsletter every day, and it really is a good place to go with information on COVID. And yesterday was about the CDC and their guidelines when it comes to outdoor transmission of the virus. And basically what they've said is that the CDC has been giving a very misleading statistic that is a quote from the top of the newsletter, a huge exaggeration, announcing that less than 10% of COVID transmission was occurring outdoors. So less than 10%. You think, well, that's a small number. But the issue that this article and this newsletter took with that is if you look at the numbers, it's just an extremely cautious number and a benchmark that's so high that, of course, nobody could dispute it. 
Now, if you go by data and dive in, like they did here, a a virologist at the University of St. Andrews said that, you know, looking at transmission outdoors, it's likely below 1%. It might even be below 0.1%, according to some epidemiologists and what you're looking at. And a lot of the transmission outdoors is all coming from this one work site in Singapore that probably happened indoors, too. So you're saying under 10% when in reality it's a lot closer to zero. And what do we know about the stadium? Well, it's outdoors. You know, it's another one of these things that you can do when you're out in the sunshine and you're outdoors. Sure, you're on top of people, but you are outdoors. We heard from the county executive, and we'll hear, I'm sure, uh, we'll play some of his comments from yesterday a little bit later on. But he talked about the idea of a super spreader event. And in a situation where, say you don't mandate vaccinations, you know that roughly half the people or more, almost certainly more by the time you get to September, just by looking at a random sampling of people who live in Western New York and who's gotten the vaccine already, you know that that number of people are going to be vaccinated who go into the stadium. So if you have that number, that automatically cuts down. You know, 50% of the people are immune. Can it really be a super spreader event? And we're still talking about an idea of a super spreader event as if it's an abstract concept, right? Of It's something that we have to model, that we're looking at. Without paying attention to the real-world examples that we have all over the place, and there's more and more of them happening Every single week. What happened over the weekend? There were 74,000 people going to see a boxing match inside the stadium where the uh, Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, You had the Atlanta Braves with a full ballpark, 100% capacity full of people. They're going to open up their football stadium for their soccer team, who actually gets more fans than their football team, to full capacity a little bit later on this week. Over uh, with the Texas Rangers, we saw their full stadium on opening day that the president uh, said was Neanderthal thinking. That was uh, totally uh, not uh, paying attention to what's going on. And what have we heard since then? Not really much uh, aside from some of the declining numbers. Indoor arenas in Florida packed to capacity all around the country. This has happened. And we don't have to think about this in terms of the abstract anymore when we are getting more and more real-world data of what's happening and what can be done safely. And around the country, it looks like the plans are being made to when that season kicks up. uh, Tickets might go on sale depending on your team later on tonight. Maybe it's a few months in the future. But come September, it looks like the majority of stadiums, the NFL says all, not everyone has said all before, uh, in New Jersey for the New York Jets and New York Giants, Their governor, Phil Murphy, said prospects are pretty good for a full-capacity stadium come this September. Kansas City said they're planning to operate full-capacity. Washington, D.C., same thing. Philadelphia, just uh, yesterday, said full-capacity will happen at their stadium starting at the opener of this year. None of which have the caveat of full vaccination and all of them going forward with this. It actually follows a trend throughout the entire U.S. Across the U.S. right now, a lot of states have either opened or announced plans of a date or criteria to be met to fully reopen and get back to normal. 
New York is among eight states that currently have no criteria or date set for reopening to not give people an inkling of a time or something that has to be met, a hospitalization metric, a new cases metric, a vaccination metric that it would take to get this fully reopened. Or among eight states, uh, New Jersey, uh, Maryland being one of them, Wyoming, Colorado, Washington State, Maine, and Kentucky. You wouldn't expect to see that one on the list. But only eight remain where there's no idea of when that return to normal is going to be. And, of course, New York is one of them. What do you think? What's your comfort level? And are you going to be buying a ticket to go see the Bills without knowing if vaccination is going to be required? 803-0930. You're with me, Brian Mazarowski. It's 927. All right, welcome back in. BMAS and Beamer. Joe's going to be with you about a half hour from right now, but I'm hanging out right now. And we're talking about the Bills schedule being released later on. Tickets will go on sale and still... There is that talk of uh, requiring full vaccination to get into the Bills game, though nothing is, uh, depending on who you ask, nothing's been made official. Depending on who you ask, it's absolutely happening. <laughs> and depending on where you look, uh, this is the only place where that uh, discussion is really happening uh, with this kind of fervor uh, around the entire league. And that includes the New York Giants and New York Jets, who uh, the, the discussion is not going on while we're on the topic of vaccines did you see this mcdonald's is set to use their packaging to promote covid vaccines they're partnering with the white house encouraging their customers to get vaccinated so you get a thing of fries and on your uh, package will be hey here are the facts about the covid vaccine and just are we still (laughs) first it's politicians then it's actors and uh, actresses and now you know there's nowhere i go to um, like McDonald's for my uh, choices about my health, right? It, historically speaking, McDonald's has always had my health in mind, so it's good that that's the place that we're partnering with to get the, I don't know, it, doctors would be a good, you know, primary care physicians would be a good, anyways. Uh, going around, you can let us know what you think about the vaccination plan at the stadiums, 803-0930. Here is what uh, County Executive Polencars had to say about this topic yesterday he was asked about uh whether or not that would stay the idea of having fully vaccinated crowds and can that be done even if these vaccines are under emergency use and not fully fda approved we heard earlier this week the governor say well every suny student is going to be required to have a vaccine and then you know an hour later in the same press conference say well actually I can't do that unless it's fully approved. Uh, here's what polling cars had to say on that. Yes, I have the authority based on the powers delegated to me by New York State as well as uh, Erie County. I do have that power. Uh, the second portion of it, or the first portion of your question is uh, with regards to the fall, we certainly want to see our community in, in great shape with high vaccination numbers, but we also know 70,000 people together uh, it could be a super spreader event. And we are trying to avoid that at all costs. And that's why New York State has only authorized uh, stadiums to reopen up to, I think, 35% if they uh, are not fully vaccinated. All right. So there's uh, some of what he had to say. And you heard that again, the idea of a super spreader event. Um, And that is, you know, more and more by the week, 
by the day, maybe even, uh, with some of these baseball games that are going on around the country, I, it's becoming so much more of an abstract idea than something that's rooted in what we're seeing across the country. Because if you look across the country, you know, states uh, that are open to having full capacity in their arenas at uh, different events, at things of large scale, they're not so different from, I mean, you can point to some of these things happening outside in weather that we haven't had recently. But when you're talking about an outdoor stadium and you're talking about months in the future, and then you're looking at the events that are going on now in baseball parks and football stadiums and hockey arenas throughout the country, it's really not that dissimilar to what we have going on here in New York State and specifically in Buffalo and throughout western New York in terms of how many people in the park are vaccinated, how many people in the park are going to be wearing masks at a given time, um, and, and everything that you would think of that could be you know, some sort of common denominator between the two, they all exist, right, uh, in different states. It, it is kind of the same. You can draw similarities, and these events are happening, and we have this real-world data now, more so and more so week after week after week, and I, you know, in looking at headlines and looking at uh, how things are reported over the last year, if there was a huge spike that could be attributed to that Texas Rangers game, to the UFC event inside with a, a full house of fans, to any of these events, it would be reported on. But it's not happening. And so when we talk more and more about the stadium as if we have to be so strict, um, even about the, you know what's going to happen at the ballpark coming up just a couple of weeks from now and the Blue Jays having to put their tickets on hold to you know go again and come up with a new seating plan. I, I'm struggling to see what the big difference is here and why it would be different here or more dangerous here than it is in other places around the country. And as always, it is your choice to go or to stay home or, or to go or to not go to one of these events. Uh, what's your feeling on that? You can let us know at 803-0930 by giving us a call or sending us a text on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, on that topic, uh, what do you uh, feel uh, as far as your comfort level as a fully vaccinated crowd? Are, are you more willing to go because of that? Are you just, I, I think a lot of people are among the same boat that I've been in is I've been vaccinated and now I'm, you know, I was told by all of the doctors and experts we talked to that the vaccine works. It works amazingly. So I'm not all that concerned about, you know, who I'm sitting next to, especially outside where we hear more and more that there's, I mean, such a minute percentage of any sort of COVID cases can be uh, traced back to any transmission that's occurred outside at all. And a lot of you are texting in asking what the Pagula's statement is on this. And I think it is interesting that it's put the team in sort of this weird situation, right? We heard this from business owners a lot, especially uh, restaurant owners, when this idea that, well, you could be theoretically 100% capacity with no social distancing if everyone has to prove that they're vaccinated going in. And restaurant owners were telling us on our show that it, we don't feel it's our place to be carding people for a vaccination record 
or something that has to do with their medical history or anything like that as a means to get into our business. That that makes them uncomfortable to be asking for it. And it's not something they would really be interested in doing. And they don't want to, as we mentioned before, talking about this in the last half hour, you don't want to drive a wedge as people are still making that decision for themselves and making that decision based on conversations they've had with their family and with their doctor, we don't want to insert ourselves into that conversation. And that's where, uh, you know, the Pagulas and the Buffalo Bills are in a very tough spot here because how do you respond when you're kind of over here on the sidelines, the tickets are on sale, you're buying them through us, the stadium's renamed, we renamed it, the team's on the field, we're putting it out there, and somebody else uh, on the outside is saying, well, if you want to go to that particular business, you're going to have to be 100% vaccinated. And that's, you know, really, that's the only one that we're putting that mandate on so far. That, and if you want to go to a SUNY school, you have to be 100% vaccinated. So what have the Pagulas said? Not too much, other than they're going to continue to follow whatever guidelines are mandated on them by state and local health officials. So this is what's going on. They're putting tickets on sale, and from what it looks like, tickets are going on sale at 8 o'clock tonight as if every seat in the stadium is going to be full. But on the site, on the Bill's official website, it doesn't list anything in terms of a vaccination requirement, in terms of uh, mask wearing, uh, seating pods, anything that we've heard uh, you know, in the past when it comes to going events. There's nothing like that listed. Tickets are going on sale for single seats later on tonight. Starting tomorrow morning, group tickets begin to go on sale. If you want to buy a whole bunch of tickets at once, 12 or more tickets, if uh, there is that availability with all the season ticket holders and other people who are buying seats later on tonight. And all they say at the end is, Guidelines are continuing to evolve in the state regarding capacity at sporting events. We'll maintain communication with the NFL and state and local government agencies, communicate changes and guidelines once they're set. They do have to have the disclaimer because if tickets go on sale and you're shelling out the money for it, all sales are final. No refunds or exchanges unless an event is canceled or capacity is reduced. So that's where you're maybe taking it on yourself. It doesn't say if... A guideline changes to where all of a sudden you need a vaccination to get in. Do I get a refund? I That's kind of uh, left out in the open. And it does say if the Canadian border remains closed, people who buy tickets unable to enter the country for an event would have their money paid, refunded. So that's what the bills have to say about that. That's uh, the extent to which uh, they're – and I would have to imagine that if you're the team – if I was, you know, the Pagulas or if I was the team in that situation, I would just be, you know, hoping every day, like, listen, we're going to do things as normal, and I hope it never comes to this. I, I just hope that we're going to open just like Philadelphia said they were going to open, just like Kansas City said, just like they are in Florida and throughout Texas, the teams that play there, just like Las Vegas is going to have fans and all these other states that have announced uh, that they're going to be open up I would hope it just doesn't come to this. We can do what we normally do, and then I don't have to worry about vaccine, no vaccine, that 
the all the restrictions are going to be lifted. But when is that going to happen? As we mentioned before in the last half hour, New York's among eight states. There's only eight states left that have no set date for reopening or no criteria for reopening. What do I mean by criteria? Well, you know, say a state like Delaware or Pennsylvania has May 31st set on it. Vermont, July 4th. Uh, Washington, D.C., June 11th as set dates. So this is where all of our restrictions are going to be mandated. Other states like New Mexico, once 60% of eligible residents have been fully vaccinated, then the state is going to reopen. In Ohio, once new cases are 50 or fewer per 100,000 residents for two weeks, then all the restrictions are going to be lifted. New York is one of eight states, only eight remaining, that have no set guideline No set parameters, no date, no criteria for reopening to that. So, so much is left open and up in the air as to what's going to happen a few months from now. While it looks like the remainder of the country is going to be reopened based on the criteria that they set out. Uh, you've, You've got New York here just kind of wondering when exactly that's going to happen. Uh, somebody on the text board, 803-0930, our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, asking why at Blue Jays games, if you're sitting with vaccinated people, you're in a vaccinated-only section, you still have to wear a mask. Why not just sit in the unvaccinated area where you have more room? I said the same thing earlier this week. I don't For a baseball game, it's a little bit different for a football game or some other sporting events where I like to be a little bit more in the atmosphere. But a baseball game is a more kickback type of thing, right? I... I'll sit in the unvaccinated section because I'm going to have to wear a mask either way, and I would like a little elbow room to spread out. That's the unless there's a huge price difference, you know, the bleachers are the vaccinated section, and the first baseline is the other way around, or something like that. I, I that is no um, you know big thing for me at all to be going into one section over the other, right? Um, I don't know if that's the meaning behind it to be some sort of incentive to get vaccinated, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, that, But that's what's going on, and I'm excited. Bills, by the way, announced their first game is going to be uh, Sunday afternoon, September 12th. Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town. I like that. It's going to be great weather. It always is, opening week, mid-September. Great weather. Um, I, we're hearing a lot of different ideas of what's going to uh, – you know, happen a little bit of a schedule leaks, but yeah, it's week one is really all we know of what's going on. Right. Uh, we got uh, Patrick in Lockport. You're on WBEN. What's going on? Hey, listen, you're probably a very nice guy. Um, I'm sure you yeah. are. I, I listen to you all the time, but the thing is, is that your health care is not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. So, We need to open everything and open it now. I shouldn't have to wear a mask if I'm not uh, feeling ill or vaccinated or whatever. If you're afraid, stay home until you feel unafraid or until you feel better if you're not feeling well, whatever the case is. But your your health is your responsibility, not mine. Yeah, Uh, Patrick, uh, you bring up what's been the, the point of a lot of people for, what, the last year? Six months. Thanks for the question. I'll let you complete your turn there. I heard the signal. Uh, It's when do you get to the point where, listen, uh, you've had this option for a vaccine. 
if you choose not to take even if uh, you don't take it, you've had over a year of experience and uh, information as to what's going on in the world. At some point, you're going to make the decision of whether to go out and uh, remain living, have the freedom to move, the freedom to go and do different things, or if you're going to decide to, you know, live your life differently than you were two years ago. And, you know, that's, that's going to be a personal decision at some point. And, for, and what we've been pointing out is a lot of states, they know when that point is going to be. Here in New York, we're kind of left out of that decision of where uh, or when, excuse me, that's going to be. Uh, but, you know, that's, we'll see what happens a little bit later today. We'll see if you buy a ticket. Let us know tomorrow morning <laughs> what that was like and if there were any disclaimers on that. Uh, but before we go, i got to get to this. We talked about this earlier this morning, and I like this idea. This is out of Bloomberg that, you know, as the stigma around marijuana use fades away, the a new industry is booming. And I, I think it, we're going to change uh, the name. And Joe Beamer knows a lot about this. Bed Bath & Beyond is, I mean, it better soon become Bed Bath Bongs & Beyond because this is the Bloomberg headline. Pot users splurging on $800 bongs as stigmas fade. Luxury accessories now meant to be showpiece items for display, doubling as home decor and art rather than paraphernalia that you stash up into the attic somewhere else where you never want it to be found, right? I, is anybody doing this? I, I cannot believe there's a market for $800 bongs designed by artists, $600 bespoke tabletop lighters, $300 vanity trays all around meant to be the centerpiece of your home. This bong's a Picasso. I, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Gone are the days of something you would, uh, you know, make out of a pretzel barrel or something like that. And, uh, you know, you hide away or throw it in the garbage as soon as that happened. But is this going to become a new thing? If this is home decor now, if this is a luxury item, are we going to see this on the uh, registry, the wedding registry, anytime soon? Is it going to be right next to the new pillows, sheets? And here's a pipe to go along with it. But it's a nice one. You can put this one out on display. <laughs> Keep it on the credenza, right? Put it next to the, uh, um, what are those called? The, the little um, uh, angel uh, figurines that people put in the uh, thing. You're going to have those precious moments. And then uh, your precious pieces right next to it, just on display for everybody else to see. I know glassware and expensive glass has always been out there. You see them at airports everywhere. But this is not just uh, something to look at. This is something to use, too. <laughs> that's the other part of it. I don't know if that's going to be a really a uh, thing that we have to watch out for, but it is the article in Bloomberg today. I, but, hey, there's you're talking about saving retail. I know Joe Beamer likes this. You'll hear from him in a couple minutes. There's a from triple B to quadruple B. You add that third B in there, that might save the industry, according to what people are willing to pay for it. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with me uh, for a while. We've got the news coming up, and then, as we mentioned, Joe Beamer. He's ditched me for a second day in a row, but he's in for David Bellavia up next on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 